You're listening to Season 2 of NFT 365. Talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365. Powered by the ADHD coin, here's your host and digital futurist, Brian Fanzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to a new season of NFT 365, and we are excited to be on to season number two. Appreciate all of you joining us today. I know many of you have reached out. I've got so many amazing messages of all those that have been uh, missing you know, me in your ear holes for the last uh, seven days as it's been uh, one week since we ended uh, season one. Uh, but we've been doing a lot of planning for season two. We've uh, been setting up some new uh, co-hosts that you will get introduced to uh, very soon in the season. Uh, we also are, are adding some new formats to uh, the content that we've been uh, kind of putting out. But Man, what a what a week! What a what a couple weeks has been, right? I, you know, there's no way if you would have asked me, you know, a year ago if I thought the project would end the week of one of the worst crypto disasters ever, which happened to be with FTX, and we're we're still feeling the fallout of that now. Uh, if you had asked me a year ago if I thought Elon Musk would own Twitter and he would lock people out of their building and and Twitter would be in disarray, uh, I probably would have thought you were crazy as well. And it's been um, it's been you know such interesting times. And you know one of the mistakes I feel like I made in season one of the podcast was that first episode. Uh, I took a very jaded uh, approach, right? I was very uh, I, I was really trying to focus on just you know understanding who to trust and what is most important for us in this whole uh, you know, NFT landscape. And so much has changed in a year, yet in a way, so much has also stayed the same. And I think one of the things that we have to think about right now in this NFT space is that you know, I do believe I'm still extremely bullish. I have not changed my, uh, my confidence and optimism and outlook as far as the future of NFTs and the impact NFTs are going to have uh, on everyday life and, and how we can integrate NFTs into you know everything that we're doing. I mean, right now I'm wearing a, a t-shirt that if you scan the t-shirt, it's actually Steve Aoki uh, brand t-shirt and it has a code in there and you can actually just take a picture of the t-shirt and it'll show you who owns the NFT that bought this t-shirt, right? So I'm actually wearing it right now. And I mean, there's so many cool you know, innovations happening but I think one of the things that you know we can definitely take away, especially in the last month, is that there are a lot of assumptions that we have made in the NFT space, in the crypto space, in the Web three space, that if there that you know in many cases we were moving so fast. I mean, it's why we did a daily podcast. That um, that it's kind of funny because I I actually think of this much like the podcast that. You know, we were moving so fast, even with a podcast, there were things that we had to sacrifice. There were things <clears throat> that we couldn't implement. There was things that we couldn't do, you know, buying an NFT every day for Mint 365 and then doing the podcast every single day. And then, of course, travel and, and keeping up with this market that I think like the last year, 
the podcast as well as the NFT space has really been running and putting out fires as we went. And I don't think we recognize the amount of things and the really the amount of due diligence, the amount of really what's at stake when it comes to the NFT space. And so, you know, my my take on the FTX conversation, I think it's important that um, everyone kind of has a, a narrative around this, right? It wasn't an example of crypto gone wrong. It wasn't an example of the blockchain failing. Actually, in many ways, in many ways, the blockchain is giving us insights into what went on at FTX that, you know, back in the day when Enron happened, we didn't have this access. But I will say it is a failure of greed. It is a failure of the human condition. It is also a failure of us doing our own due diligence. It's making assumptions based on like, hey, if Tom Brady and Giselle and Steph Curry uh, are involved and they're sponsoring the you know Major League Baseball, the the Miami Hot, uh, Miami Heat Arena, you know if they are buying up all these companies, you know the Sam you know Sam Bankman Freud was on the front page of uh, Fortune magazine. You know a lot of the things that we really kind of embraced was like you know you know it's it's one thing you know we preach do your own damn research. <laughs> but we are also always looking, and I and we are all to blame here in this part. We're also always looking for a way that we don't have to do so much research, right? Like, okay, well, I'll do my research, but these three things make sense. I'm only going to do a little bit of research because I, I can almost make assumptions based on what these three things say. And I think one of the lessons that I'm going to you know take away out of this last year, and I think we have to take it into the next year is that if it's not on the blockchain, right? If it's not immutable, if it's not out there transparent for us all to see, then we can't believe what's going on, right? So in many cases, looking at what FTX did as a company, right? There's a lot of people that were like, well, they have all that money. There's no wonder they're arrogant. No wonder they have, um, you know, this like, you know, this like kind of interesting approach to, um, you know, crypto and they're telling these different VCs to go F off and, you know, they have this, you know, unique approach, but really, you know, that, that human condition component of we are moving so fast that we almost just became, you know, we, we became our own enemy and then we, that enemy actually spiraled to hurt others as well. And so when I look at this, you know, from a narrative, right, like I, I want to, I think the unfortunate thing is that we know that in the NFT space, in the crypto space, that, you know, the outside, especially media, those that are adverse to change are without question, looking, striving, hoping to find something that is, you know, ultimately, um, provides the narrative that, you know, web three is bad or crypto is, is just a bunch of stuff that people made up and we're playing with monopoly money and NFT is like this whole, I don't know if anyone saw it on Twitter. It was trending that people were talking about how, how much Eminem bought his board ape for, you know, 1.1 million and it's now worth $70,000 or whatever. But I also don't add the context right where Eminem bought way above the floor on his NFT and the entire market is down. And the funny thing about this is that the people that are, are, are spouting off around the crypto crash and NFTs being down, if those people invested in tech stock or invested in real estate 
let's face it, or most things right now, they're down the same, if not worse. But it's not as like kind of a, a looking for kind of like that like idea of like picking on the thing that we don't understand. And so one of the things that I'm looking at moving forward is like what are the lessons we can learn across NFT projects today that are either holding their value or that we look at that are valuable for us to continue to hold. What I mean by that is, you know, there's, it's one thing for a project to provide us passive uh, income while we're holding it. It's another thing for us to realize that that project has the sustainability, the leadership to be around a year from now, two years from now. But we also have to look at, you know, it's funny that when we look at certain things in, in life, right, we always say history repeats itself. But I've been doing a lot of research on um, baseball card collectibles. And, and, and when I say, like, one of the things that's really interesting to me is that there are, there are a lot of cards, types of cards, years of cards, um, you know, card decks, card packs that were not worth anything 10 years ago that today people are paying hundreds of dollars for the unopened box of it. And one of the things that I want to look at is like, what are the things that we're going to look at in 2021 that exist that years from now, people would want to like that would they would almost find value in it, not just because it's historic, but because there are other dominoes that have fallen into place. And a couple of those dominoes that I just want to put out there for all of those that are you know listening to this is like think about like AR, VR, the metaverse, right? How is AR and VR and the metaverse going to leverage NFTs? Because we could all argue that. There's no way that those those core principles, those that core technology is going away, right? We have Amazon, we have Facebook, uh, Microsoft investing, you know, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars into uh, this idea of the future of the metaverse and AR and VR, and um, you know, like it or not, you know, we're gonna we're probably going to one day sooner than later go to the doctors uh, with our VR headset, right? And we're going to um, we're going to experience and learn things in the metaverse rather than going to a Zoom call or or doing things in Slack. And so I think it's important to look at what like what are the characteristics of NFTs that might be, you know, vital or might be usable or even might be um, transferable into the metaverse. Another thing that we have to think about is uh, AI. And most of you know, you know, with the AI art, and if you collected one of my AI art pieces, um, one of the, the time capsule pieces, uh, make sure to jump into our discord and, and listen and check out the announcements so that you can claim your free, uh, number 13 is what we're calling it now. Number 13, uh, art piece. You have to do that by the end uh, of the month. So the, the link is in the discord. Uh, I'll put a link here in the show notes to the actual, uh, claim page as well. But when we think about AI, and we get, we have to think about AI beyond even AI art, right? We have AI um, like Jarvis, where you're able to write blog posts with AI. There's now AI uh, video editors where you upload all of your video footage, and you say, "I need a video that shows me on stage talking about this topic," and it'll go through your video library and stitch together a video of you in that you know to deliver in that form, right? We're seeing you know, AI not only work within our, our productivity, but in our email, in our, in our task management. <clears throat> but we're also going to see AI 
be implemented in ways that it, it, it bridges the physical world and the digital world, right? So one of the things that I'm excited about are like, what things can we start to invest in or look into that are going to ultimately be that like fidgetable, right? So physical and digital um, world kind of hybrids, right? And that can be everything from, you know, a QR code embedded into a collectible, like what vFriends has done, or like the t-shirt I'm wearing right now, which has, uh, you know, if you take a photo of it, you would actually be able to, uh, you know, you know, be able to know, you know what it was in the blockchain and be able to uh, see who owns the NFT that was, you know, kind of claimed it. And then we're also going to see, you know, some interesting, uh, you know, I'd say, you know, future components where, you know, what are things that we'll buy in the physical world that they'll also create in the metaverse digital world? So think about it from a standpoint of like, what if you bought a new car and with that new car, you also got a metaverse component that allowed you to have that car in the metaverse. Now, I know that sounds kind of crazy and funky, but that, that is something that we're kind of moving towards. Another piece of this is that we talk a lot about community, we talk about utility, but there, where I, I believe the, the space is at right now more so than anything is that you want to surround yourself with people that are not only like, you know, share your passion and care about the purpose, but that are, are willing and, and into this idea of pushing what's possible. Because we're going to get out of this recession, right? And it might not be for a couple of years um, as far as the global recession um, that we are all dealing with in an everyday life. Um, I believe the crypto uh, world, you know, we're not going to return to the, the, the $4,000 Ethereum um, and the, you know, $100 plus uh, Solana for, uh, you know, I, I at least say, you know, 18 months, right? And so one of the things we just have to recognize is that if we're not going to go back to those old ways, what are, the, what are those things that are valuable in 2021 that we can hold on to? And then what are the things that we can create or that we can be a part of in 2022 and 2023 that will push this space forward? And I will tell you, if you go back and listen to season one, I, I believe it's somewhere in the first 20 episodes. One of the things that really bothered me was that innovation was not rewarded in the NFT space, right? If your project was innovative, if it had, you know, crazy 3D art, if it also uh, added a metaverse component, it wasn't really valued because people were looking to flip. People were looking uh, for that 10X, that 100X uh, return. I actually looked at a project today. uh, It was actually Bulls on the Block, which is a project that I minted over a year ago. And it was funny, I was going through like my history and I had minted one. I had put one into the vault. I had uh, evolved one. And, you know, what is wild is that it had some really cool technology, some really, you know, interesting ways of, of pushing things forward, but that really dropped off last year. And it, and, and it wasn't until just recently, uh, when I found out bulls and apes, uh, actually bought that project that I went back and looked at it. And so I'm not, one of the predictions that I'm going to make is that projects that launch in the near future, right? Let's just say in the next six months, 
that are focused on innovative ways of doing things, right? Everything from how we use the blockchain to how do we create games. Like I love what Ape Liquid is doing right now. For those that aren't familiar, you know, Ape Liquid is, is rolling out a game on December 12th. And one of the things they're doing is they're currently rewarding those that are staking by airdropping some weapons and some, some XP and some of these things that, that are, are going to allow us to be, um, to use the, the, their, you know, game, uh, at the next level. And I will tell you right now, you know, we, people like to say it's a builder's time. I actually think it's an innovator's time. I think we have to look at education. Who is going to innovate NFT education, web three education, right? This doesn't mean that you buy an NFT and you get access to education, but what about how can we you know, create a learn to earn model that actually makes sense, that excites people for learning, right? What are the things, that, what are the problems that we can solve that currently exist in our digital world? And how can we solve them with NFTs, with creator coins, with, with crypto, with the metaverse, right? And then what are also the things that we can create that are unique for how we want to move forward? I, I will tell you, like, I believe how we are using, like our team is using spatial right now. Like you, you can go into our metaverse and you can walk and see every NFT that I bought for the entire year. You can walk around and see some of the things that we did last year as part of the podcast. And to me, these are all things that not only are exciting, but are going to continue to be to evolve, right? Like our metaverse play that we're using spatial for, we're building out another portal, actually two more portals right now, where you're going to be able to do some cool educational things. You're going to be able to attend, uh, you know, webinar-like experiences, but doing so through our metaverse so that you can, you know, get to know other people and you can be immersed in these experiences. And so... That's where I am hedging my bets. Uh, and the last part is, and this is funny because I preached it for the last year, but it's time for us to really um, embrace it more you know, across the board, is that we, we need to recognize that you know, us, you know, NFT projects can't be the ones that are determining what the utility, what the value is, what the community looks like of a project. I believe we are going to move towards a model very soon where choose your own adventure exists within every aspect of NFT projects. We're going to see NFT projects that are going to roll out and they're going to say, we, we have these things that are on our roadmap. And then depending on what you own, what you decide to add or what you vote or what you, you know, kind of how you mint that or what you burn will actually determine the future of the project. Right now, we kind of look at DAOs, those decentralized autonomous organizations, as a vehicle for doing so, doing that. But I believe as we move forward, we're going to have to shift that narrative. We're going to shift the narrative towards let's co-create, let's collaborate, let's bring in our NFT owners, especially those that are launching, you know, early um, into the fold. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, I've been advising a lot of projects, um, you know, and I, I'm learning what what I need to include in advisor contracts, right? Um, I will tell you, I've I haven't set up myself enough to not only protect myself, but protect you, the listeners, protect my followers, protect the the my, the brand that I've been building. And I'm excited to lean into that because I do believe that nobody in this entire space 
has the experience that I have buying an NFT every single day. Not only buying an NFT every day, but I've documented it through our podcast that we recorded every single day for a year. And so I actually look at season one of this podcast and everything that we did. Not only can you go back and listen to episodes of the podcast that are still valuable, right? Because my focus since day one was evergreen content. But I'm going to tell you is that we're going to build on some of the things that we, that we created last year. And we're going to turn them into value for all of you that are listening. So for all of you that are here with us on this journey, you know, the, all of you super fans that, you know, and that some of you own NFT, some of you own ADHD creator coins, some of you have, have been on the journey with us this entire time. What we're building within season two is not only going to reward you, but it's going to bring you on this journey to learn with us, to grow with us. And you're going to even be able to shape some of our future content, future podcast, and understand where we're moving this as a community. So I'm excited for what's to come. Uh, you know, an update, you know, I will say uh, we are finalizing kind of our, our contract and where we're going to put the collection up for auction. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll give you some more updates on that. Uh, the auction, uh, I'm not going to say where the marketplace is yet, but we've been working to finalize to make sure that we had creator fees built into the, the contract. We also wanted to make sure that wherever the mosaic NFT was hosted, that it understood and it valued what we value um, here in this community. Um, and we also wanted to make sure that the uh, auction mechanisms that we wanted to use uh, were in place. And so you know, with so many things that have changed over the last month, we're kind of evolving with that space. And so, uh, you know, it's funny that, you know, a year ago, I would have told you that, you know, change was happening so fast, you have to hold on. What I'm going to tell you today is change is fa happening so fast and so rapid and can be so chaotic you need to make sure that you're here to roll with the punches because the punches are going to continue. We're going to see more fallout from FTX. We're going to see more fallout with Gemini. We're going to see fallout from NFT project founders that are maybe uh, are even more exposed based on some of their own decisions uh, than we realized. But if you're able to bob and weave, if you're able to roll with the punches, you're able to innovate, you're able to come together and, and surround yourself with great people, I believe we are on to something really powerful. And in a way, everything that's happened recently might have put us back, but it also kind of reset the clock on how early we are. And I do believe that we are in season two of this podcast. We are going to be the catalysts for the future of the culture of NFTs, the future of the value of NFTs, and even the future of what's possible with NFT content, Web3 content, the blockchain, and even creator coins. So until next episode, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. Join our email list to keep up with all things NFT 365. We appreciate you spending a little of your time with us. And as always...